Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Friends, we mix together beautiful people as yourselves and also great worship. And with that being said, we dive furthermore into worship of God. And that is, we will discuss today what it means that it's your prerogative. So as we kick it off, let's pray. Gracious God, open up our hearts, open up our minds, help us to hear from you that we may receive your word. And may we be better for it. In the name of Christ, we do pray. Amen. Friends, you see my sign here, world changer. But if we are ever going to be a world changer, we must understand that we must make wise choices and decisions. When I think about the phrase, it's my prerogative, I think directly to the spring of 1988, where the artist Bobby Brown recorded his hit song, It's my prerogative. For four minutes and 51 seconds in a way that only Bobby Brown can communicate, he outlines in many ways that he is capable of making his own decisions. In this song, Bobby Brown rebels against any hindrance or any leash that stops him from living his life and making his own decisions. You see, although Bobby, he offered some quite interesting thoughts within this song, he does have a point on one thing. It is your prerogative. Friends, life is full of circumstances that cause each of us to have to make decisions. In fact, the word prerogative actually means having the exclusive right or privilege and power to decide or to choose. Friends, success or failure are the products of the choices we make. If we are going to be world changers, we must make wise decisions. Our choices are important. Friends, if you ever want to learn more about an individual, just lean into the why and the what of the choices that they have chosen to make. Friends, in the book of Joshua, Joshua made some great choices, to say the least. He made a great choice to believe in God. Friends, his entire life was one led by God, where he stood on the promises of God. It was his prerogative, and you better know, Joshua chose God. Today, we examine together Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 15. In the book of Joshua, Moses is dead, and Joshua is installed as the new leader of the children of Israel. Joshua, you see, is a trained military man. He leads quite differently, however, than Moses does. In this book, we see spies. We notice miracles. We see that Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. We even notice Joshua conquering many different territories. This book shows us, however, that God will use all of us when we submit to God. Friends, from 1400 to 1375 B.C., this book proves to us even today that our choices, they matter. 
So today, let's dive in to Joshua chapter 24 and let's begin by looking at the lesson that verse 14 expresses to us. Verse 14 expresses a very powerful lesson because we get to see that God is our helpful response. Listen to what verse 14 offers us even today. It says through Joshua's words, Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods with a liturgy which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Friends, in verse 14, Joshua has offered the people of Israel an outline and a direct lead into the helpful response. Joshua, you see, has given them the answer key to this examination in a short, succinct manner. The answer is clear. He's telling them to stop, drop, and roll. Now, you've heard this as it pertains to fire, but I promise it is applicable to what Joshua is saying in verse 14. He's telling them to stop. Stop worshiping the gods with a little g who are not the one true God. He's saying drop. Drop your relationship with the idols and the gods with a little g and never pick that relationship back up. But then he wants them to roll. Roll with the one true God. Allow the one true God to direct you, to lead you, to sustain you, and to provide for you. This model of stop, drop, and roll, it leads and culminates with the helpful response that is God. Friends, in Joshua's final speech to the people of Israel, Joshua is urging the people to continue serving and to remain in relationship with God. Friends, this is important because Joshua knows personally that God conquers all, creates all, is above all, and provides for us all. And Joshua literally wants Israel, even as he prepares to transition, to understand that the love of God follows them every single place they go. Friends, throughout Joshua's life, God always proved to be the helpful response. If you survey this book, you can pick out certain miracles that will blow your mind. Friends, in this book, God proved to be the helpful response as he sustained Joshua's life through Egyptian slavery and allowed him to live long enough to enter the promised land with the people of Israel. That's a helpful response. God was the helpful response by blessing Joshua's leadership as he engaged in many military battles and yet was made victorious. God was the helpful response by connecting Joshua to Moses and eventually allowing him to become Moses' successor. God proved to be the helpful response by allowing Joshua and the people of Israel to experience the miracle of the sun standing still and gifted the people of Israel a great victory. Friends, Joshua saw God move and be the remedy to every challenge or problem. He saw God move and be the remedy to every problem and every battle. Joshua knew personally that God had blessed him and Israel so much that he is saying, I need you even in the absence of me to keep God in the forefront of your minds. You see, Israel needed to stop drop and roll with God. See, but friends, Israel's not the only one that can follow the stop, drop, and roll model that's indicated in verse 14. Friends, we need 
to stop, drop, and roll. Because many of us have some idols that do stand in the way of our relationship with God. You may say to me, Joshua, what are you implying or indicating? Well, let's just look at the definition of an idol. An idol is any unauthorized person, place, or thing that stands in the way of your relationship with God. Idols can be but are not limited to people, money, pride, power, materials, and pretty much anything else. It's kind of like red velvet cake, which I love. My mother would always tell me too much of anything is not good for you. And so we pause from seeing the helpful response in verse 14, and we reflect on this question. And I can't answer it for you, but you must answer it yourself. What's standing before God in your life? What's hindering you from making God a priority? God is always our helpful response, but we must make God our priority. We cannot simply prioritize God in turbulent times, but we need to daily spend time with God because God is always our helpful response. Friends, if you survey your life right now, you will notice in overwhelming fashion that God has blessed you more than that which is hindering your worship. The way God provides, the way he continuously forgives and cares and reveals is beyond anything that God actually created. God deserves to be above what God created. And so this week, I give you a mid-message challenge. This week, I want you to become a world changer by spending time with the helpful response. And that's always God. Friends, Joshua did this all of his life and he was able to see the miracles that happen. Many of us like to believe that miracles cannot occur today. Many of us believe that we're so rational, so astute, and so theologically sound that we don't like to say that miracles can occur today because we can't trace always how it happens, when it happens, and who it comes from. But friends, some things are outside of the human scope and the human mind. And I'd like to suggest to you that if you can't calculate it, just know it's a blessing from the helpful response. And that is God. Friends, we not only notice that Joshua told the people the helpful response will always come from God, but yet in verse 15, he echoes this sentiment by adding on to it by saying, you all, the people of Israel, as well as all of us, have the license to choose. See, choices can be the blessing or the downfall to your life. What is most beautiful about God is the fact that God allows us to choose. God is not into forcing us to be into relationship with him. No, no. In fact, even in the book of Revelation, he says, I stand at the door and knock. Anybody who hears me knocking, if you open up the door, I'll come in. I'll be with you. God's not trying to say, hey, you will believe in me. That's not the God we serve. He doesn't desire that any of us perish, but God in love wants us to choose to love God and to live lives that bring glory to God. This is what this seasoned sage by the name of Joshua is indicating and communicating in verse 15. In verse 15, Joshua says to the people of Israel and to our hearts today, if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, Choose for yourselves today 
whom you will serve, whether the gods with a little g, which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods with a little g of the Amorites, in whose land you are now living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The seasoned leader Joshua here, he speaks to the people of Israel and he's offering them choosing rights. He's saying it's on you. He's saying, I'm giving you choosing rights, but also in this verse, he's extending to them a reasonable reflection and ending with a powerful declaration. You see, Joshua offers Israel choosing rights in the sense that he's saying, listen, if you don't want the helpful response, that's God that I mentioned earlier. Well, that's fine. But you make your own decision. What he's asking, literally, what is it going to take? Are you going to roll with the king of kings and the lords or lords or are you going to get infatuated with local gods with a little G with local remedies? And with man-made idols, friends, it's your choice. But yet then Joshua in this same verse is offering a reasonable reflection. He's sharing with them saying, hey, you can worship these local gods, but never forget the one true God made a way for you to live even in the promised land that you're standing in right now. Friends, that's something, isn't it? Because we put things before God, but it's God that provides for us. We put so much before God, but who wakes us up every morning? God. Who puts the money in our bank account or enables us to work? God. So yet in this text, Joshua is speaking to the people of Israel, but he's speaking to our hearts because he's saying, hey, you can choose the gods with a little g or you can reflect on all that I've done for you and see how really crazy it is to put anything before the great and helpful response. But I love the way this verse ends. This verse ends so greatly. It makes me want to get it on a big poster and put it in front of my house. Because Joshua says, well, the choice is yours. You all do what you want to do. But he says, as for me, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a powerful declaration. Friends, your life, my life and all of our lives is the sum total of the choices we make. Choices are powerful and they can impact our lives negatively or positively depending upon the choice. As I think about the helpful response and the license to choose, I'm reminded of one of the Indiana Jones movies. Indiana was looking for the Holy Grail in one of these movies and when he and his team finally arrived to the site where this Holy Grail was located, He had to go through so many tests to get to the specific room where he would be able to actually see the Holy Grail. Indiana Jones, he weathered death. He had to spell the name Jehovah in Latin and had to take a large faith step across a huge precipice. Finally, after many tests, he landed in a room with an assortment of cups. And in here, Indiana He was faced with the challenge of choosing which cup belonged to the carpenter from Nazareth and which did not. Hmm. He was met by a knight who told him, Indiana, you choose between these cups, but please choose wisely. He says these words here. He says in this cup or this cup is life or death. So, friends, choose wisely. Hmm. 
The words from the night ring true today for us as well. It's the question here. Will you choose the idols of society such as people pleasing, hatred, lying or division? Or will you choose a relationship with God, belief in the gospel, love, unity and peace? God, through his word, has given us a helpful response to any situation or problem. God gave us a tangible expression in the personhood of Jesus as Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins. Yet God has also given us the powerful license to choose. So we must choose wisely. Life and death is, yes, in the power of our tongue, but also in the magnitude of our choices. So what will you choose, life or death? Friends, my hope is that you will choose decisions and make decisions that will make you a world changer. And we cannot change our world apart from God. Friends, right now, if you do not have a relationship with God, then I extend the time right now to you. You can repeat this prayer right after me, and I promise God will rush into your heart. And that prayer is this. I admit that I'm a sinner in need of God's love. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Friends, if you've just prayed that prayer, let us know about it. Email us today at altogether at spdl.org. Or friends, if you have a prayer request, you are not in life alone. We may be scattered, but we are still together. And so friends, if you have a prayer request or you want to give in any fashion to this ministry to keep it going, go to spdl.org and the giving option is there. Our together takeaway leads right in to being a world changer. And is this. The blessings and the pitfalls of our lives are the products of the choices we make. Friends, I pray that you have enjoyed this series this month. And I'm inviting you now, extending yet one last unusual invitation. I'm inviting you to go out and change our world. Each of you are world changers. And I believe that God will use you to do something amazing. But you cannot change the world apart from God. And so, friends, will you make a decision for God today? It's your prerogative. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.